The Who Is This Here Lifestyle Connoisseur Podcast is being produced in Miami, Florida. The place of beautiful people, beaches, amazing restaurants, and of course, the Miami Heat, Marlins, and Dolphins. Our current series is called Creative Entrepreneurial Women Who Are Reshaping Entrepreneurship for the Future. On this episode, we have Rochelle Salnab, director of Emmy-nominated documentary La Belle Vie. Hear how she chronicles her journey, gentrification in Harlem, Miami, and most of all, most of all, share that entrepreneurial journey we love to hear about. This interview with Rochelle Salnab was sponsored by Magnatax.com. Don't spend another minute trying to form your next venture alone. Magnatax.com and their team of cloud accountants and advisors can have your company up and running in days legally. Use coupon code WHOISTHESEER during checkouts. So I'm really still at the point of needing to get distribution yeah. and stuff like that. But when I started with um, Harlem Mart 125, The American Dream, which I actually just posted online, you know, that that, that film, you know, this, this is, for me, not a, you know, to, to ask that question is like, you know, you don't, you don't do things to make money, you know, as an artist. Money yeah. comes as a result of what you do well. And the more I do well, the more the more I do well, the more that the more stuff that I produce. You know, money should not be a measure, the sole measure of success. That's my take on it. But how long I've been doing this? I mean, I started off with Harlem Smart One Two Five, The American Dream, which is a documentary about the gentrification of Harlem. And I released, I, I just finished that, well, not just, I mean, this was actually seven years ago, back in 2009. Okay. Um, and that was like a nine-year project, a nine-year study. And then... So let's definitely backtrack. So how long have you been actively producing and directing films? Like I said, I finished my first film in 2009. Okay. And that was like a nine-year that was like a nine-year process. I know with the Harlem Mart 125, you know, I've been to Harlem several times, and uh, I know that's that's definitely not something that's catered to one audience. But the question is, who is your target market when you're uh, producing and, and directing films? Well, I mean, for each project, it's been different. For each project, it's been different, but for the most part, I've been always drawn to, to creating stories about the black experience, whether it's here in the U.S. or globally, like Haiti. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, just to say to I cater to black folks, that's just so broad. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it varies for each project. I, I completely understand. Would you... I get. I guess with the question, like you said, that's another question. You know that kind of remi- uh That's similar to the. You know the first, the second question I've asked. But um, w- would you more say like when you're looking at um, you know the stories, are you trying to expose something that um, you may maybe the mainstream audience has not thought about or has not really particularly focused on? I mean, would you kind of say that or? And then when I was finished with it, I uh, decided to enroll in enroll in the, the school of uh, motion pictures at the University of Miami, which is where I created. I began. Well, 
even before I, as soon as I ended, as soon as I ended the the Harlem Mart film, I was already starting to research on La Belle mm-hmm. Um And then at the time, I just decided, well, let me just go to grad school and, and use grad school as a way to sort of pay for production costs, editing costs, and all of that. And so, so while I was in grad school, I produced some other, like, short docs, uh, one doc on this gentleman who actually was the first lawyer to help Haitian refugees uh, in Guantanamo Bay. And then I went to Greece. The Greece project was part of a foreign exchange project, but I also, like, shot an interesting documentary about, like, the behind-the-scenes of a student film, which is pretty fun. Um, but while I was doing that, I was taking some of my own footage and sort of document what was going on in Greece because that was, like, right a year after the collapse. Like, Greece had all that, like, financial trouble and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the country was, like, it was pretty, especially at the capital. There was just a lot of protests going on. It was just like pretty interesting to go to a country where it seemed to be like big on tourism and all that. And then you see like really how the people are living. And it was really hard, you know, the people. And they reminded me so much of Haiti, especially going on the island. You know, the island people and went to Mykonos and like everybody was like just had a smile, but then when you really, like, talk to them, you figure out, like, what is, what is, like, the rea- their reality, they would just tell you, like, how difficult it's been for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a double experience at UM because I really got to take advantage and travel, travel the world. What are some of the inspirations for the writing and the concepts that you come up with for your films? You know, like Harlem Mart 125, me living there, me walking in the neighborhood and just building with people. Uh, La Belle Vie, always wanted to do something on Haiti and my personal experience with my family. The Greece trip, you know, just talking to the people, being amongst the people. It could be music. Music, music inspires me a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Are you a musician as well? Do you play music? No, I'm not a musician. No, oh. no, I'm not. I just really love music. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, oh my gosh, you guys, you know, that'd be that'd be great. Like, get you on. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I just love music. I just really love music. Okay. Um. So the next question, I'm definitely going to change it a little bit since um. You know, we were, we were focusing more on the craft, so I definitely want to tailor this more to, to perfecting the craft. So before uh, becoming uh, a filmmaker, and I also see that, you know, you're a teacher, did you have any other inspirations to do other things? Well, I mean, I really always wanted to act and dance. I mean, when I was much younger, I really wanted to, like, be a professional Alvin Ailey dancer. Okay. <laughs> I was, like, really... Yeah, I, was, I love I love the arts. So I always wanted to be in the arts. 
some capacity. I didn't know, I, to be honest, I didn't know that I would be making films and be so immersed in wanting to actually create my own films. I always thought I would like be an actress and be in other people's films. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's all related. It's all related. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, you, at times when you look at actors and actresses or just actors in general, instead of, you know, making it male or female, but you look at a lot of actors, they become the producers and they become the filmmakers, you know, more later in their career because, you know, they're, they're looking to put someone else on as an actor. And so... You know, sometimes God just opens another door wider for you so you can walk through. So um, that's probably, you know, that that's the way God wanted it. You know, speaking on that, so if you weren't in film, like, what would you be doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I always wanted to act and sing. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it would still probably be part you know, I I still would be doing um, art. Yeah, I would be in the art. Okay. And right now, you know, like I'm 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 also immersed in, in helping other independent filmmakers. So I started a a film initiative called IC Month. Okay. And I basically promote I basically promote independent filmmakers. I mean, it started with really promoting indie Haitian filmmakers. Um, hang on a second, please. Sorry, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm trying to multitask here. Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully that answered your question. Definitely, definitely. And so, um, with with this latest film. Um, La Belle Vie and even Harlem One Two Five. So, um, so are you distributing nationally or internationally? How like how far um, has your has the distribution gone? We are taking a quick break in our interview with Rochelle Sana to introduce another sponsor for this episode: Rumpshaker at Gmail dot com, Big Boss Hog at Yahoo dot com. Give your brand more than just a laugh and get a custom email address and more at digitalverb.com. That is digital, V-U-R-V.com. Plans start at $1.99 per month and have mobile access for your iPhone or Android-enabled phone. Well, I'm currently, I'm currently looking for distribution, so what is taking place now is, um, I'm, you know, as a result of, of me getting, like, good feedback from all of the, the places that I've gone, um, that helped to sort of galvanize uh, a sort of marketing strategy to, to get distribution. Mm -hmm. So we were just on WPVT, which is a local station for PBS, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just trying to like basically you know, knock on doors and yeah. to, to see if we can get distribution. It's not, it's not an easy thing, you know, people think it's, it's pretty easy to, to get distribution, but it's not. So yeah. while we have had great success on the road and at all of the showings that we've had, mm -hmm. uh, we still have to sort of keep working hard to try to get distribution. 
you know, nothing, nothing comes easy. So it's like, I mean, you're working, I, I see the work and I feel like that's the great, greatest thing is to know that you're getting the right feedback. So all you have to do is just keep, you know, hitting the nail um, where it needs to be. And then everything will, you know, come into place. What would you say would be one of the notables from, you know, this last film that you've uh, produced and directed? Yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, you know, PBS Hobby. I mean, listen, people make films so people can see them, right? Mm-hmm. So the more people see them is what ultimately what we do this for. Yeah. I mean, money, yes, comes, yes, of course, you know, you, you need money to sustain yourself. But money is just, if, if money was not a focus, trust me, that's not what people would want in life. <laughs> but... I guess the highlights I think you're asking me are, you know, being able, I mean, Paris was so recent in my mind and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun being able to like spread the word and speak in French and, and realize like, oh my God, these people, they look and act just like you. They just speak a totally different language and they feel the same way as you. They just, you know, they just speak French and, um, and and they were connected. Uh, another huge like discovery was that when I started this film, when you asked me about target market, like I specifically was targeting the Haitian communities around the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, wow, maybe I should have went about it the, uh, another way because every time we show the film, people from all over the African diaspora, even people who are not from the African diaspora, completely connect mm-hmm. with this whole idea and theme of identity. Mm-hmm. So that's been, that's really been truly a highlight for me, just being able to connect to more people outside of the Haitian, the yeah. Haitian community. I feel like sometimes there's no way for me or certain people to like voice something unless it's in film. I think film does it best. I mean, even books, sometimes people just don't have time to read a book. But like when you, you know, when you do something through film and, and the message gets across, it's just like, you know, it could be life changing if it's done right. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely think you did that. And um, is uh, do you have a creative blueprint when you're uh, producing or or, you know, figuring out how you're going to direct a film or do you just go with the flow? So you're you're a Harlem and Miami uh, woman. So 
I guess what I'm gonna do is the the next two you you definitely have to split them because um, I know I you know I, I definitely will start having readers in, in other markets. But um, where would you tell someone they must visit when they come to Miami? Like it could be restaurant, boutique. No, um, the next question is um, you know it's more of a light question, like a fun question. Like where would you tell someone they must visit? Like a visitor. Like someone visiting Miami, where would you tell them they must visit when they come to Miami? Little Haiti. Okay. Let's do the same thing for New York or Harlem, whichever, you know, you would want to do. Where would I tell them to go in New York, Harlem? Okay, Harlem. What's what's your Instagram for um the the film? It's La Belle Film. Okay. And the website? For the film? com. Would you like to get your Facebook? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm everywhere. Film, Harlem Mart. Okay. I mean, I have my, like, the Harlem Mart and the La Belle Film has its own, like, social media mm-hmm. uh, presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't really have my own, like... Except for my Facebook, you know, like it's just Last Stop Falling Out on Facebook, but you know, I don't have like uh, Last Stop Falling Out Twitter. It's just yeah. I'm a Harlem Art, Harlem Art, a lot better than film. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely, Rochelle, I definitely appreciate your time, you know, uh, Messi, because, uh, okay. you know, this is, you know, just like you, I mean, I, I know that for me, it's like, um, I, I was more in corporate America, so like this is my chance to give back and not really think about, like you said, not think about the money, just you know, just give back. Like my dad was always telling me how to give back, and I just didn't know. And you know, you're always scared, like oh my god, you know, I'm not, you know, you're not on, and you know, you're not on that titty, you know, corporate America is that titty, and you, you know, you're doing something on your own. So this is definitely something. I don't call it a hobby, you know, because. Um, you know, I like to write. I definitely just see it as an extension of me. And, uh, you know, I'm just taking it to another level versus, um, you know, just sleeping with it and not doing anything with it. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time out. You don't know how much it means to me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. All right. You too. And thank you so much. You're welcome. Be blessed. Okay. You too. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle Connoisseur Podcast and our interview with Rochelle Salnav. Share the life of lifestyle entrepreneurs and our web address, www.whoisdesir.com and on social media, at whoisdesir, that is spelled W-H-O-I-S-D-E-S-I-R to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archives area on our website for previous podcast episodes. This has been a Desir production. Join the lifestyle for another edition of the Who Is This Year Lifestyle Connoisseur podcast.